The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I go back to SmackDown from this past Friday and that awesome epic verbal exchange between Roman Reigns and of course one of the biggest and maybe at the end of Saturday at SummerSlam the most decorated champion of all time John Cena. Also you talk about belt collectors how about the one from Impact Wrestling and now with AAA Deanna Perrazzo right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Okay, so obviously it was the promo that Cena cut on Roman. A lot of people were talking about it. I think we're going to dissect it a little bit because I found it to be a quite interesting promo. The timing of this promo is uh, curious. Okay, all right. So you just said you just said the timing. Why is the timing curious of this promo? Because it's coming out of time when the WWE seems like they're in a little bit of quote-unquote trouble. And whenever you look to a company and wonder why they're doing so well or not doing so well, what's normally the barometer? What's that? The champion. Mm. Or I guess you can say the champions in this, you know, in this time. Cena goes out there and speaks a lot of truth to Roman Reigns. Was there anything that Cena said to Roman that you disagreed with? No, and and really quick, Bully, let me just kind of jot down some of the things that John Cena... And and by the way, this promo uh, between Cena and Roman, it started with Cena, commercial break, came back with Roman. So you're talking about a good 23 minutes of verbal talking in that ring to start off SmackDown. And I don't think anybody that watched that show on Friday uh, had any problem with it. I, I will say... Trouble's strong. Would it would it be better to say that the WWE has hit a bit of a lull at a at a at a difficult time like SummerSlam? Would would a lull be a better better terminology than trouble? Or is trouble the right thing to say about the WWE right now? 
I don't think trouble is the perfect word. That's why I say quote unquote. It's just for lack of a better word at the time that whatever pops into my head. Um, When I say trouble, I mean, when you look at the company from 30,000 feet, there's a lot of things going on, whether it's with NXT, whether it's whether it's people not being so excited to watch anymore, uh, you know, a declining rating, whether they are not selling seats for SummerSlam, you have this company called AEW uh, commanding all of the enthusiasm of wrestling fans out there. There are a lot of little cracks in the wall that continue to happen. So, and now here comes John Cena and tells Roman Reigns, for 15 years, you couldn't get the job done. You've been force-fed, or 10 years, whatever it is. You've been force-fed down our throats. And you're still not getting the job done. And you've been protected forever. <laughs> I'm sitting back and I'm like, uh... Okay. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> and listen, he had some of the, you know, the PG humor with the PG humor with the, you know, you're a D, D bag and D head. You know, we get it. That's John Cena humor in the WWE universe. But you're right, Bully. It's the things he said after that that I thought really connected with the WWE universe. Like you mentioned, this is a quote, you know, 10 years you know, the WWE has been pushing Roman Reigns and judging by the numbers, no one is buying but Roman. That's why they brought me back. So that's interesting, Bully, because he's referencing that for 10 years, they've been pushing you. But you know what? No one is buying, judging by the numbers. And that's why, you know, he came back. Interesting terminology by John Cena that actually going back to what you're saying hits home with the WWE. And this is the biggest star in the WWE right now. uh, Roman Reigns as the universal champion with Paul Heyman by his side. I do not believe in any way, shape or form. Even though the old school mathematics tell you that this will equal or this equals up. I do not believe that this problem that the wwe is having is a roman reigns problem no i think people are more interested in roman reigns than they ever have been and they are thoroughly enjoying this version of roman reigns they're enjoying the story the characters the involvements of the usos um what he's been able to do with Heyman. I think this is more of indicative of what's going on in the world of the WWE as their own company. And I think this is indicative of the competition that is creeping up on them. But Cena pointed a hell of a gun at Roman's head. Yeah, and 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 to that point, another interesting quote from John Cena during that promo on Friday night on SmackDown. He says, I'm back because I'm the only one who can shut you up. 10 years of pushing, 10 years of failure after failure after failure after failure. The WWE still pushes you because you are the best chance they got. Interesting verbiage by John Cena because he talks about pushing Roman Reigns and failure after failure after failure, but he also says the WWE keeps pushing you because you're the best chance that they have. It really is a kick in the balls to the rest of the locker room. Yes. You're the best chance they got. Sometimes even a 
bad choice is the only choice you have, but it's the lesser of the evils. And in no way, shape, or form is this my opinion of that locker room. Because every because people will tell you, and a guy like Cena will tell you, hey, if you step up, you'll get that push. I'll tell you the same thing. If you step up and you get over, you get that push. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way anymore. So, you know, what John is saying is true to an extent. Roman is in a weird spot, right? They have to be very, very careful about what they do. The, the, the verbiage that Cena used, he was almost guaranteeing victory. I was, I was like, wow, I was really listening for some key words. And he's telling him, all, all, all I have to do, all I have to do, basically John is telling me there is zero pressure on me Roman all I got to do is pin you that's it all the pressure is on you because if you lose Roman this whole thing comes crumbling down can Roman Reigns lose to John Cena (sighs) bully if you asked me that question a week ago if you asked me this question last Monday I said no chance There is absolutely no chance that John Cena beats Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. They've just spent all this time building up Roman Reigns. To to the quote of John Cena, for 10 years, the WWE has pushed Roman Reigns. They finally got, I think you would agree, they finally have Roman where they probably have wanted Roman this entire time. It would be devastating to have him lose. But you mentioned the word timing right at the start of this show. And the timing of it and that promo and what's been going on, I got to say, as of right now, August 16th, uh, less than a week away from SummerSlam, I think there's a good chance that John Cena beats Roman Reigns on Saturday. I I think Roman needs to win for a variety of reasons, but there's this outside um, issue that has now come up that makes me wonder which direction the WWE is going to go in. It would very much be a, um, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face decision. But with Flair no longer in the company, and I'm sure he left on totally fine terms, and this 17-time world champion record-breaking victory that John Cena could have, Flair just shows up in Mexico out of nowhere and just starts doing Ric Flair things. Yep. And oh, by the way, Charlotte, who's contracted to the WWE and one of their biggest players is by his side, missing a shot in Charlotte, North Carolina. And why, whether or not it was she had asked for the day off or this was planned, whatever it is, the optics it are that Ric Flair was in Mexico in the corner of his future son-in-law and his daughter was there and she missed the show and his record is right there on the doorstep to be broken. And, and like you said, emphasis on the fact that that Saturday show for the WWE was in North Carolina. I mean, so you had an opportunity to put a flair on a WWE live event, which did not happen on Saturday. By the way, we'll get into it later. There's a couple of different names that didn't appear this past weekend at WWE uh, live events. But yeah, like very curious. You know, when I'm looking at social media, 
bully. And there's pictures of Flair, Andrade, and Charlotte in Mexico when there's a WWE show going on. And again, bully, if you have the day off, hey, that, that's your day off. We've seen that before. We've seen, you know, we've seen Britt Baker, you know, at a WWE show watching Adam Cole and vice versa. But it's the optics of what's going on right now that are very, very interesting. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Do you think Roman Reigns has been protected by the machine over the past 10 years? I think in a lot of ways, especially early on, yes. I mean, we talked about it on the show many times where he always found himself in the main event. A lot of fans did not want him. A lot of fans weren't big fans of Roman. Uh, and I think especially the first five years of those 10 years, maybe you could be right about being pushed when the fans didn't exactly want it. 
But hasn't John Cena been protected also at the height of his run? Of course. All all people are when they're at the top. Correctamundo. It's a bit hypocritical for John to say, but the way he's delivering it, people don't remember John's past. Some do, but in in the way he's delivering it, people are just, they're so ready to go, oh, I can't believe he said that, that they'll forget that John was just as protected. And talking about, well, Roman, you haven't been embarrassed. Actually, Roman has been embarrassed. Roman's been booed out of buildings. Roman stood in a ring with The Rock in Philadelphia at the Royal Rumble, and the people wanted to revolt against him. That's pretty embarrassing. Uh, what does Roman need to have happen to him to be embarrassed? Does he need to go through a public breakup like John Cena did, even though John and Nikki try to keep it as, I guess, private as possible? Why does Roman Reigns have to be embarrassed or maybe exposed? Because I think he's been embarrassed and exposed enough, and I think they're back on the right track with Roman. The problem's not with Roman. The problem is a WWE problem. People are just not as interested in their product as they used to be. And probably the only storyline that is keeping people around is Roman Reigns. Agreed. And this this is why I said John Cena's version of the pipe bomb bully. And it's not just because he referenced CM Punk and we might be seeing CM Punk on Rampage. And we'll get into Rampage from this past Friday a little bit later on. But bully, it's. I definitely want go- to talk about Rampage because I really, really liked the show, but I had two major problems with booking decisions, and I want to get your opinion on those. Absolutely, but I want to go back to John Cena for a second and his pipe bomb. The reason I bring that up is if you remember CM Punk's pipe bomb promo. If you remember there, you know, it wasn't exactly you know a grand slam for the product at that time. CM Punk looked like he went off the script and he wasn't talking about the storyline between him and John Cena. What did CM Punk do? He spit out facts about John Cena and the WWE and it ignited the WWE where for a time there, the WWE got cool again because of CM Punk's pipe bomb promo. He mentioned people that were no longer there. He mentioned Brock Lesnar, who at that time was no longer with the WWE. He mentioned Paul Heyman, who at that time was no longer with the WWE. He talked about how, you know, the scam of things and the numbers and all these types of things. And then started talking about John Cena, how John Cena at that time was burying people. Things that, you know, were what the fans were thinking about the WWE product and John Cena at that time. But it had nothing to do with the storyline that was going on in the WWE. So now you fast forward to what we just saw this past Friday. Wasn't John Cena's promo almost identical to that? He wasn't talking about the current storyline with Roman Reigns. No, he was bringing up how he was being pushed down our throat for 10 years. He, he mentioned the numbers and how the numbers weren't were bad. And then he mentioned two wrestlers that were no longer with the company, like Dean Ambrose and CM Punk. He referenced both of them. So it was very similar to what we saw and heard from CM Punk 10 years over 10 years ago in the WWE. And what what uh Cena said about uh Ambrose and Rollins, did that have anything to do with Roman? No, nothing. 
had nothing to do with there are plenty of people out there who will tell you that john cena quote unquote buried plenty of people and stopped their pushes we don't ever hear that about roman right no I mean, the, the shield breaking up is not what drove Dean Ambrose out of the WWE. But whether it's perception or whether it's reality, real works and real promos work. And whenever you yes. can hit real nerves, they work. Look at how we're comparing CM Punk's promo and Cena's last week. Real is the way to go at all times. You know how I feel about real in the world of pro wrestling? Nothing would ever be scripted anymore. Everything would be... Um, almost a complete shoot based on real emotions, based on real interactions with fellow wrestlers. The stories that we see would be very real stories. I'm not going to take up all of our time getting into that again, but when you can cut a promo and you can make a fan step back and say, wow, was he, I think he was being really serious I think he really meant what he said. Listen, there are people till today, Dave, that will tell you that the pipe bomb was completely unscripted and the WWE did not know that it was going to happen and CM Punk went into business for himself. That's fine, but that's not the way it works. Okay? As far as what Cena probably, there's more of a chance that nobody knew what John Cena would ha, was going to say last Friday night than CM Punk said 10 years ago or however long it was. Yeah. But a lot of stuff that Cena said about Roman, I just, I just really don't agree with. Because if I think if anybody had to deal with a lot of bullshit, it was Roman Reigns. And the one guy that is the most compelling over there, having the best matches, telling the best stories, with the best, you know, um, you know, ups and downs and character, you know, fluctuation, is Roman and what he's doing with the Usos and Heyman. And the slew of people that have been fed to Roman, just like a slew of talent was fed to John Cena. I don't think Roman can lose to John Cena. I don't know why that he would lose to John Cena. Roman needs to stand over John Cena as your uh, defending universal champion. I think it puts a huge chink in the armor, but maybe they're not thinking about the armor of Roman Reigns right now. Maybe they're thinking short-term. Maybe they think that we could beat Roman right now. It won't be a big deal. Screw Ric Flair and his 16-time championship, which would be, which would, to me would really not mean anything. Getting the belt on Cena now so we could call him the 17-time champion as opposed to ruining Roman's you know, trajectory, that, that, that to me just wouldn't be smart. I, I get what you're saying, Bully, but you know, at the same time, look at and listen to what we've been seeing and hearing from SmackDown since John Cena's come back, especially Michael Cole, the greatest of all time, John Cena, the most decorated champion of all time, John Cena. They're already using the verbiage towards John Cena. John Cena is not the most decorated champion of all time. John Cena is not the greatest of all time. Just because you say it doesn't make it true. But if John Cena beats Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, then you know what? You can make the argument he is the greatest of all time. 
You could definitely say he's the most decorated champion in the eyes of the WWE. There's no doubt about it. We talk about perception being reality. I actually think that John Cena is going to beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And I said that before. I never would have thought I'd say it, but I'm saying it now. Because with Ric Flair gone, and Ric Flair still active, if Ric Flair went away and was like, all right, the WWE, let me go. That's it. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. You're never going to see me again. That would be one thing. But Ric Flair has made it very, very clear less than a week after being let go by the WWE that he ain't sitting fucking home. I'm going to be active. I'm going to be out there. The WWE does not want the representation of the most decorated champion being presented at other companies, especially when they have the opportunity to make John Cena the most decorated champion. And I think they're going to pull the trigger at SummerSlam on Saturday, Bully. This is Lindsay Rhodes, and I'm so excited for my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, to be joining the SiriusXM sports family. We'll be talking about the most compelling topics and to some of the most interesting people in and around the NFL. Taking a look at things through my somewhat nerdy football lens. I like to push past the low-hanging fruit to get to the real stories that are going to make you feel like a smarter football fan. So please join me every Wednesday for The NFL Roadshow, available on the SXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Deanna, congratulations. What a weekend. Oh, thank you so much. I know. It's crazy. How do you pronounce it correctly? Reina de Reinas? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Is, Is this a championship that you ever thought about um you know you know coming up in the business that you would one day like to challenge for and now you are the champion uh honestly no (laughs) and at this point I never thought like you know I've been to Japan I've been you know to England I've been wherever and I Mexico was just never one of those places that at this point you know after almost 10 years I thought I'd finally get the opportunity to go to and wrestle so um you know it it was kind of like a bucket list thing for me but you know 
growing up, no, I never thought I'd be like the champion of one of the major promotions in Mexico. It's freaking wild. You know, Bully and I have been talking about the forbidden door and how much freedom you now have to go to different organizations to defend your title or as you did this weekend, win a title. Like for me with Impact Wrestling, I'm not looking at the Impact Wrestling Championship because that's being held by somebody from AEW. You are really kind of waving the flag right now of Impact Wrestling because you're their one champion that is part of their main roster and is now killing it even outside waving. Do you feel that way after what you did this past weekend? Yeah, I think I felt that way for a while now, um, especially not having like a world champion that represents Impact. You know, it was Kenny and now it's Christian, which, um, you know, obviously there's like a long history between Impact and Christian, but um I wanted to see the Impact World Championship come home. And since it hasn't yet, it's kind of put a little bit more pressure on people like me or, you know, our X Division champion, Josh Alexander, to kind of wave that Impact banner um, with, like, the most respect and dignity. And, and like, we have to go out there and, and represent Impact in the best way possible um, because we're the ring bearers of this company now, not our world champions. So, yeah, there's a- extra pressure to it, but I think – um, that's what makes it fun is, is being able to go to places like AAA, um, and defend my knockouts championship, but then also bring championships back to impact too. Deanna, you faced a ring veteran in Fabi Apache, tough woman, tough woman from what I've seen over the years from her. Um, what was it like being in the ring with her and what was it like outside of the ring with her? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I get intimidated easily anymore, um, but it was definitely the entire scenario is intimidating. Um, I'm in this country. I, I've only wrestled for them once before. Again, I'm being shot to the top. I get a title shot right away. Um, and then I also don't speak their language. So there's that component to it. So um, even more so than when I've been anywhere else, I, I go there and I feel kind of isolated because I can't really communicate too much with anyone, just very basic and, and small conversations. So I'm alone most of the day. And, uh, and then to be in the ring with, with Fabi, who's, I don't even know how many triple manias she's been on, how many, how many, um, like top level situations she's been in, in Mexico, like all of it combined was like, holy crap, this is life changing for me. Um, so I definitely felt that emotionally. And I got emotional because again, this is something I never thought I'd get to do. And I get to do it as the Impact Knockouts champion. There's just a whole other component to it. Um, so yeah, it was intimidating, but um, you know, put on a brave face and go out there and do the best I can in my, you know, it was my night. What was different about doing professional business in Mexico than it is in the United States? Um, I think it's that that component of like, it's a bit unknown. I've never been there before. Um, obviously, it's like long travel days. And, and uh, you know, sometimes we've been on a bus for like six hours driving to wherever the show is and things like that. Like in the States, I don't really do that anymore. So I get on a plane, I go there, someone picks me up and I'm at the show or I'm at my hotel. So um, it was a little bit of the travel component. And then too, again, I'm by myself. I don't have anyone from Impact. I don't have anyone I could speak English too, really fluently and, and have a real conversation. So, um, you know, I, I've just kind of learned to embrace me and like do my own thing and uh, be okay with like a little bit of isolation while I'm there. What about putting the match together? What kind of experience is that like for you? Yeah, it, 
luckily, like I've, I had that experience in Japan years ago. So it's not terrible to, to put a match together. And obviously, you know, things like an arm dragger called a suplex to them. And there's, there's little things that I do know the difference of, and um, it's not hard to put the match together, uh, but it is just a little different. And Lucha Libre is like a whole nother thing. And there was like the referee involved with the heel ref. And there's things like that, that as an American, I don't really understand, but it's a part of their culture. So it was just kind of, um, you know, trusting Fabi with what she thought would be best trusting Conan with with the booking decisions and what he needed us to do and the work that needed to be done and uh again just kind of embracing it because I like I can watch as much Lucha Libre as possible and learn but when you're doing it it's a whole different thing so I just really trusted everyone around me to guide me into the right way and um come out learning a little bit more Tiana, talk about like being in front of that crowd in Mexico this weekend and then being a part of an event that everybody was talking about on social media. I'm sure you weren't prepared for that. Um, no, like I know Triple Mania is a big deal, but of course I've never done it before and I've never felt like the amount of a big deal it was. So um, to, to come to the back and after I won, see the response on social media was crazy. And like... Um, probably something I haven't felt since, you know, Slammiversary, but maybe the Slammiversary last year, because when I won the championship and, and people were that much, except like the excitement level, I feel like was the same for when I first won the Knockouts Championship. So it was exciting for me to see people happy and then people talking about the match. And I think this was probably one of like their biggest events, just with the names that were on the card. I mean, Ric Flair was like in the ring chopping Kenny. So um, I really think overall the show was, was great and um there was so much positivity coming out of it can you compare this show to some of the other bigger shows that you've performed on uh how did it feel to be in your first uh triple mania yeah i mean like i cried like i was i'm a big i love wrestling so much i cried shoot you really cried when did you cry (laughs) i cried yeah and i cried before the match like i was just so worked up of um like I love wrestling. I love wrestling so much. And it means so much to me to be put in these positions and for people to trust me in these positions and to get to do these like cool life things that um, I'm just afforded such the opportunity to go out there and like be myself and, and put out what I want to put out. And, and, and um, I wanted to do this my whole life. So I, I especially more now, I'm so appreciative of these opportunities because um, I came obviously from a place where I wasn't getting very many opportunities. I didn't know if I wanted to wrestle anymore. And the last, you know, two years of my life, I've, I've just really embraced um, the opportunities and um, the gratefulness to get them. So, uh, gosh, yeah, even before just sitting, I always like to go out and just sit in the in the crowd when there's no one and like look around and look at the rain. Yeah, I, I was crying all day because I was just like, oh, shoot, like this is so freaking cool. Uh, speaking of cool, uh, the weekend of the 28th, NWA Empower, you're going to defend the uh, Knockouts Championship against Molina. So this is another opportunity. You know, NWA at the chase in St. Louis, you going up a, against a, a legend like Molina. Again, something that you probably never would have believed just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think like that is what's so cool about wrestling right now is is you don't know who's gonna pop up where and what shows are gonna happen and who will be involved. Like I think that is is what the selling point to professional wrestling is right now. And um, uh, now that it's an all women show, that kind of ups the ante. And it's like who wouldn't want to be a part of this historic event? Um, so I know I've given Mickey a little hell about it, but 
to be considered again, to be a part of it is so meaningful for me, especially from a women's wrestling standpoint. Um, and I'm excited. Uh, I never thought I'd get to wrestle Melina. So that's a whole nother thing in itself. Um, but I'm just excited for the event as a whole. Are there any other women on the horizon that maybe a company hasn't presented to you as an opportunity, but you'd like to present to a company as an opportunity that you'd like to see yourself in the ring with? Um, I mean, the, it, it's kind of the first person who comes to mind is, is being trained by Damien right now, my trainer. Um, her name is Megan Bain. And uh, I trained with her when I went up to Jersey a couple weeks ago to prepare for Triple Mania. Um, we did like, you know, he was like, take time and just just wrestle. And uh, I think she's phenomenal. Um, I think the women he he helps guide and helps produce and they just become stars um, if they invest 100% into like his program and what he believes. And uh, yeah, I'd love to see her get an opportunity, whether it was at the NWA all women's pay-per-view um, on more independent promotions throughout the country, not just the Northeast. Um, and then obviously at impact wrestling, I got to look out for my own. And I think that, um, you know, she, she's really making a name for herself in the Northeast right now. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for her. Uh, Deanna, a lot of people bring up your name along with, uh, Britt Baker, who is your AEW women's champion right now. Uh, you know, yeah. we're seeing, we're seeing obviously this relationship between impact and AEW when it comes to the, the impact world championship, but what about the knockouts championship here in the future? Oh gosh. Um, I think that's like a dream for Britt and I, uh, more so than it probably was for anyone else to begin with. And we kind of pushed this narrative of like, we want to wrestle each other. Um, and you know, whether it happens or not, like, I'm just so happy to see people I love succeed, people who deserve to succeed, succeeding. And I love everything she's doing. I love the confidence she has. She is the baddest bitch on the block for real. And, uh, whether I get to wrestle or not, like that's a dream come true, but it's also hard because I'm the knockouts champion. I'm now the Reina de Reina's champion. Um, and then she's the AEW women's champion. So like, what's the outcome? You know what I mean? Like I rather us just be a tag team and no one has to lose their belts. Um, no one has to, has to, you know, come out without a championship if we just be a tag team and then impact will let us be, uh, the knockouts tag team champions. Maybe, maybe we can get an opportunity. <laughs> That would yeah, be an interesting lot, scenario. A lot of titles right? being shoved around here, Bully. I like it. You know, it is, this Maybe. is an exciting time. Bully and I have been talking about like, you know, here, you know, we're still struggling with the pandemic, but, you know, fans are back. Um, and it's kind of like a gift because you really didn't know even six months ago if we would be in this kind of situation where we would have fans back. I mean, how much has that rejuvenated you in the ring knowing that there's an audience live in attendance? Yeah, it's, we are like nothing without fans in the arena. Like the last set of impact tapings, it was Slammiversary. And then we had two days of tapings. And I'm telling you, like I had a busy schedule that weekend, but I went home and I felt like, what did I just do? Like it took me days to recover. And I think it was that added adrenaline. Like we get adrenaline when we go through the curtain, but we've not had fans for 18 months. Um, and to finally have them was like a whole different, I think like psychological, physical element that we haven't felt in so long. So um, on top of it, just being exciting to like see faces and, and get that like immediate gratification of what we're doing, they are really into, which we haven't had. Um, I think as performers, it, it added a whole nother element of like um, adrenaline to what we do. 
Deanna, earlier on, me and Dave were having a, a conversation about the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, and uh, me and Dave both agreed that you're probably uh, just as, if not more, recognizable than the Impact World Champion right now and what you've been able to do with the championship. Don't start crying, Deanna. I'll, 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 don't start crying. <laughs> I won't. I, won't. <laughs> I can see the tears welling up. Around. Oh. But, <laughs> Um, the conversation was about the current Impact Champion, Christian. Um, the, the world knows how I feel about Christian as a person, as a performer, as a credible world champion. How do you feel that the Impact locker room feels, the male talent in the Impact locker room, with the opportunities that they've been given to challenge Kenny for that Impact World Championship? I, think it, I don't think it just stays in the male locker room i think our women's locker room our knockouts division feels the exact same and it's like gosh we, we just want it to be we want the impact world champion to be an impact wrestler um and they've gotten opportunities and unfortunately no one's been able to get the job done but i think we'll never stop fighting as an entire roster to bring that back to impact wrestling and you know we all kind of got to cut these little promos about the match last week how we felt what our thoughts were um when it was announced kenny would be defending his championship against christian and you know like i came out like i don't i don't really care i don't understand why the impact world championship is not being defended on impact wrestling against an impact wrestling wrestler like that is the way it should go for me and it's not a knock on christian because i'm a christian fan i've been my you know, the entire time I've watched wrestling, I, I think he's absolutely amazing. And it is kind of coming home in its own way. Um, but I wanted to see the Impact World Championship be defended on Impact Wrestling. And uh, so that was a little bit of a bummer for me. And I think our entire roster, I think we all want the championship to come home and, and to its rightful place with a rightful talent from Impact Wrestling. Well, Deanna, it's just another case of you waving the banner for Impact Wrestling, holding on to that Knockouts Championship, and defending it even outside the realm of Impact Wrestling. First of all, thank you for coming on. I know it's been a hectic weekend for you, so we appreciate the time, and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.